0: Hi, I'm Mark Westcott. G'day, it's uh, Tom McVeigh here,
1: uh, another 7-Minute Wisdom.
0: Great to be here again with you today, Tom. And t- today our topic is the condescending counsel. And uh, I know that sounds a bit funny and people will be saying, well, what does that mean? But uh, I, if, if I may, Tom, I, I'll uh, explain what I'm coming from here. In my lifetime doing estate succession planning facilitation, there's been various occasions where either an existing accountant, a financial planner, a lawyer, or, or, or someone blocks my attempts to direct a client towards taking action regarding sorting out and uh, motivating them to take action regarding their estate and succession planning. And it kind of comes down to a whole range of reasons, I think, as to either some ego or, or losing control of the client or whatever it might be as to why sometimes a, a professional advisor tries to block uh, me encouraging a client to take action. And, and I'm going to say before we talk any further on this, 99 times out of 100, Tom, I'm going to tell you the client ends up doing nothing because the uh, the other advisor feels very precious and threatened and uh, and then usually <clears throat> takes no action. So the client ends up in exactly the same position, meaning that they don't have a will, they don't have a succession plan. So... Uh, I, I get quite upset when this kind of happens in life because it's someone
1: blocking a really good attempt to help someone else out. Um, Mark, what, what do you suggest a client does then in that situation if they've got a, a, a counsellor or a professional advisor who's um, not or is putting up roadblocks? Sure,
0: and I guess mm-hmm. let, let me stand back a step here mm-hmm. and say, well, my, my role, as you know, Tom, is kind of as a facilitator. So I I like to bring all the specialist advisors together to work together. As a team, we create what's called a, a tactical team, and, and occasionally, um, look. There's situations where uh, the client may have an advisor who they went to university with, and they've known for a hundred years, and and uh, and that advisor or professional person says, "Well, you know, no, I've well, I've known Harry for 50 years, and um, you know, I, I can do all this. I can look after it all, and uh, and they feel very threatened. And I, and I guess uh, uh, some of the issues that tend to come up, Tom, is that Occasionally, the advisor and uh, uh, the advisor may be embarrassed that they haven't done this kind of work already for the advisor. For, sorry, for the client. Mm-hmm. Meaning, say for example, if it's a lawyer who says, "You know, stand aside, Mark. I'm going to handle all this." There's a high sense of embarrassment of why they haven't they done this already? So that's the first thing. So they don't want to be seen as as not being proactive. So they try and push me away. Um, Uh, Second thing is they want all the fees, so they they want to turn into being a general practitioner rather than a specialist, and they say, well, I'll I'll do all this, I don't want any credit uh, to go to anyone else, I don't want any fees to go to anyone else, and really this is where we're starting to really see ego coming to to raise its ugly head. Uh, But also they still want to be seen as the go-to guy for everything, and they don't want uh, the client to think that they need their accountant or their financial planner or or whatever to to be involved, because... uh, the the advisor that's that's being what I call condescending is is just trying to put a fence around the client, and uh, and and pretend that they can do everything for the client. Whereas the reality is, in life, everyone has a unique ability. Everyone's really good at one thing. And in estate and succession planning, you need the lawyer. Sure, you need the lawyer because they're the one that's going to do the documentation. You need the accountant because there's going to be um, uh, information that's needed. There's going to be uh, copies of deeds and trust deeds and all that sort of stuff that you need. You need a financial planner. You need a risk advisor, but but even more so, you really need a facilitator to to sort of bring the whole thing whole thing together. So if if you're in a situation where um, uh, you know someone suggests you should do something about your estate and succession planning, and one of your advisors says hold on, I can do this all. Well, that should just send up a flag for you. You should be really careful and uh, and you should be looking outside to make sure you get a great team approach to doing the job. And so that kind of leads me, Tom, to you know, You must agree that from all your experience in what you do, from a, from a legal point of view, that the best results you've had for your clients is where a team approach has been utilised, uh, even if the accountant has been the friend of the client since when they were at school together and so on. I mean, you really do need to pull all the professionals together, don't you?
1: Yeah. I, I think there's no doubt about that, Mark, because, uh, as you say, we, we all have unique abilities and we all have uh, perspectives, if you like, that we bring to the table. So it's important that they are part of... Everyone is part of the mix. I think uh, my observation in having someone facilitate the process, you know, is that that's key. And, and I think the thing that the facilitator brings to the table is is commitment by the advisor to do what they're going to do within a time frame. And uh, so just picking up on your example of um, of Harry, who, who went to uni or whatever with the client, um, if Harry says he can do it, well, the client might say, well, OK, if you're going to do it, Harry, Mark says that he can have this up and going within two weeks or four weeks, I'll give you the same period of time Uh, and if you don't perform well um, I'll get Mark to come in to assist the group. So you're sort of putting it back on the advisor because my experience with those advisors who say they can do it is that they don't do it. Yeah, Yeah,
0: absolutely true and uh, uh, and in fairness a lot of advisors aren't used to to putting time frames and so on on things and, and following up the same way a facilitator would and I think the interesting part about my role is that um, you know we charge a fee up front to work with clients and uh, it's interesting once people have engaged us and we put a time frame of ninety days on getting everything done and, and once people have paid a check in this time frame of ninety days it's interesting how uh, how people turn up for meetings and and when something needs to be done everything everything gets done and, and it's really my role to to uh, just be a pain in their in their backside, so to speak, because I'm the one that's going to follow up, and I'm going to make sure that everybody does what they say they're going to do in the timeframes that, uh, that we allocate. So the key to this, Tom, and I guess the solution, is make sure that you create a tactical team and make sure you have a facilitator who leads the whole process. You need a ringmaster, you need a quarterback to make sure that everything's going to get done and it's done in timeframes. Otherwise, it just drifts out for years and years. Sounds like great advice, Mark. <laughs> Good Look forward on. to our next chat. <laughs> Good on you, Tom. Thanks for your time today. Bye,